our parable series. I'm Cynthia Johnson, and this is Tommy Perkins, and we both work in children's ministry. It's fantastic to be here and uh, to be a part of this series, and today we are discussing the parable of the workers who are paid equal, or the parable of the vineyard workers, from the book of Matthew, chapter 20. And it's interesting because I think this is this was our first choice each individually, like separately, because, okay, so what's the phrase we hear most often working with children? Oh, man, it's not fair. It's not fair. That's not fair. You're not fair. Oh, my gosh, and it bleeds even further past children's ministry uh-huh. into our own homes if you have young children or if you have any children in your home. And then it seems like it has absolutely exploded within our society. Uh, yeah, and I think anybody who has children or is around children is very familiar with this <laughs> phrase. It's not fair. So why are we so obsessed with this notion of fairness? <sighs> you know, I mean, fairness, it's, it's so ingrained into our society. And it's not part of God's... Plan. That's right, and I'm really glad you put it that way, that it's not part of God's plan, is a lot of times we confuse those two things, and we'll say, hey, you know, uh-huh. well, that that wasn't fair that that happened to this family, or this wasn't fair that this happened to me, or why isn't it fair that, that these people have more or less than, than we do, when God's perfect society is not set up on fairness. Well, and I think what it comes down to, and we'll get into this in a minute, is that God's not fair. Right. He's unbelievably just and gracious, <laughs> but by human standards, he's not fair. Right. And so it's that big thing that really comes out in this parable is that justice mm-hmm. and grace went out over. That. that is God's benevolence right there is that, yes, he is a just God, but he is also a merciful and graceful God. And we're going to start in Matthew chapter 19, verse 30, which is really the verse right before the title, The Parable of the Workers in the Vineyard. So Matthew chapter 19, verse 30 says, But many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. Uh-huh. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them one denarius for a day and then sent them into his vineyard. About the third hour he went and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. And he told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did the same thing. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found still others standing around, and he asked them, Why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, You also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going to the first. Okay, so right here, let me stop you. You know, <laughs> you know those workers that had been there for the whole day were excited. Oh yeah, yeah, they had finally got it. They got their day's wages. Uh-huh. Their 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 families would would eat, or, you know, or they would find safe, you know, shelter and harbor. They were there, and they had they had put in the time. But right from the get go, they see that those who came into the eleventh hour, those who had done done an eighth uh-huh. of the day's work, got paid before they did. Yes, got paid before they did. And let's go ahead. I'm going to keep reading yeah, from yeah, here. Go right ahead. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. 
So when those who came were hired first, they were they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. Those who were hired last only worked one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? And then we get to we get where to. we started. So the last will be first and the first will be last. So, yeah, in our human nature, you know, it our, our heart screams for that's unfair. Uh-huh. You know, I, I worked longer. Yeah. You know, and that's not necessarily harder, but I spent more time in the field and more mm-hmm. time, you know, in, in the outdoors. I was there and ready to go first thing in the morning, but... Well, and it's not fair. Sure. I mean, it it wouldn't be fair. No, no, it wouldn't be. But, you know, it's <laughs> it's easy to look at a story like this and think that Jesus is making a commentary about labor laws or minimum wage right. or equality in business. So, so one of the books that we looked into when yeah. we were studying getting re- ready for this, uh-huh. if you want to tell about this. Uh, Excellent book, right. Parables by John MacArthur. And so one of my favorite things in studying behind this uh-huh. really hinges on that point and points out that, that Jesus was not making social commentary. Right. Jesus was not talking about uh-huh. labor laws. He was not talking about fair practice in business. Jesus was absolutely showing the, his followers uh-huh. this is how... God's justice works. This is how God's mercy works. This is how things work in heaven. The kingdom of heaven is like. Is like. Yes. Exactly Absolutely. And so um, I want to get into this whole principle of the first will be last and the last will be first a little bit more. For for starters, just the beautiful um, imagery here and the literature of the Bible. So we have this bookend, if you will. It starts at the very beginning with the first who, let's see, but many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. And it ends with the reverse of that. So the last will be first, and the first will be last. So what what do you think about that principle in general? So I think about that principle in general, it just shows me the absolute reach of God's grace mm-hmm. and his willingness yes. to bestow that upon us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is is when the uh, when the vineyard owner in our own parable mm-hmm. goes ahead and says, don't I have the right mm-hmm. to do with what I want with my own money? Right. So God has all the grace and all mm-hmm. the mercy and he can divvy it up just as he sees fit to divvy it up. And it's interesting that you use that word, <laughs> divvy it up, because a lot of times we look at things like this, like a pie that we're mm-hmm. going to divide up and you earn a slice of it. Right. But And that was actually, okay, so we've got another book here. It's, um, ooh, the, yep, okay. John, by the way, is that really his name? Oh, yeah, I guess By so. the way, okay. It, it is, wow. John. By the way, way. wrote this book of (laughs) of pigs, pearls, and prodigals, and he talked about the um, contrast between scarcity principle and the principle of abundance. And you know, God's grace falls under the principle of abundance. Right. 
and there's no there's no limit to it. So it's not a pie that's divvied up or divided up. It's something that is an unlimited abundant supply. He can give to whomever he wants. And he, he can wants. give to whomever he wants. And it is unlimited and abundant. I'm really uh-huh. glad you put it that way. One of the things that we look at, and, and, and we as church people fall uh-huh. into this category uh-huh. a lot. Uh-huh. We say, well, some, some of them need more grace than others. <laughs> We've been here since early in the morning. <laughs> right, the right. The you know, yeah. That person uh-huh. over there is going to need a lot more grace. Right. When the fact is, is no, no. For all uh-huh. have sinned and fallen short of the glory exactly. of God. We are all in the boat needing the exact ama- same amount of grace, uh-huh. which is all of it. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, like if you flip over, okay, so Romans chapter 9, verse 15. Okay, God from Luke, this is quoting back to Moses. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. It does not, therefore, depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. Right. And this is Paul reminding Uh his Roman audience that this followed... The, the the very concept put down to us directly by God. Uh-huh. And it's like, hey, it is not for your choice. There are so many things that that not only do we not understand, that we're incapable of understanding because we cannot fathom everything that right. is God. Uh-huh. One thing that we can do is we can latch on to that grace uh-huh. in, in full thanks yes. you know, for it. And, you know, if we look back at that principle of the first will be last and the last will be first, there is a um, just a history of this throughout the Bible, starting with Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel right. Uh, followed not very long after there by uh, Ishmael and Isaac. Right. Ishmael was Abraham's firstborn son. Mm-hmm. But God's blessing went to Isaac. Joseph and his brothers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hey, don't forget um, Jacob and Esau. Jacob and Esau. Mm-hmm. Uh, Solomon and David. Okay. Yeah. So Solomon. Oh, Saul. Uh, sorry, Saul, sorry, Saul and, and David. Yes. Yeah. So Saul and David. Saul's firstborn son was Jonathan. That's mm-hmm. who the, the kingship should have gone to. But instead, yeah. it went to... It went to David. Mm-hmm. Who was from a lower income family right. and the youngest Different of what yeah. ten children? It, it broke all the mores of, of of how the Jewish family was was set up that exactly. day. Exactly, which is all the furthermore way to prove that God's rules are not applicable with with ours. Exactly. Or excuse me, it probably better said our rules are not applicable with the way that the Lord yes. does things. Uh-huh. That, uh huh. That that's why I love how so many we pointed out. You pointed it out earlier. Uh-huh. That so many of these parables begin with the kingdom of heaven is like. Uh-huh. Because we, a lot of times when we when we study Jesus, we we hone in on the human side of him, and we and we kind of forget to to acknowledge the deity side of him while he was here on earth but he's telling them he's like look i can't possibly in words explain to you what it's going to be like but i'll give you my best shot that's what i was just thinking the deity side of him that we just really have no concept of no i mean yeah no way to understand without these pictures these beautiful pictures that he's given us um, so, how, so how do we battle this fairness mentality mm. in, in our lives, in our homes, in our families when, when we come up on these things? Because, yes, some things in life are not fair. Right? Well, many things in life are not fair. <laughs> not, not that that's not fair. Uh, but, but many things in, the, in that are. And so is it just enough to just 
concentrate on the justice mercy side of it? Because you brought up that, that God is a just God, and He is. Mm-hmm. He's a rightfully Absolutely. just God, but not and merciful. He's rightfully just, but also is merciful. Yes. Because if we all really wanted fair, uh-huh. then we would have to accept the justice. And to accept the justice would mean we would all be guilty and sentenced to death. Right. Absolutely. Because we are all guilty. <laughs> <laughs> but there's that grace that comes back in. And, um, I mean, by its very definition, it's undeserved. Yeah. Or... Not fair. Or not fair. Yeah. Now, I can also see that, uh, you know, we, we don't squabble so much at, at, at the end and uh-huh. you know, say, oh, well, you know, uh-huh. you know, how come they got more grace than I did or, or anything like that. That that grace is is all reaching. Oh, because it's not more grace. Right. It's, it's not just more. Grace. It is just grace. It's just that grace. Is, that is exactly right. You know, there's other parables and teachings of Jesus that um, that teaches this same principle. Mm-hmm. So one of them that I particularly like is the prodigal son. Yes. Yeah, because that's that's the same principle. Are there any other like teachings that you can think of? Right now, that, well, and and I like the like prodigal son one too because yeah. it jumps right into that fairness because uh-huh. the very first person that had a problem when the prodigal son came back was the older brother. The older brother, yeah. He said, "Hey, look, I've uh-huh. been here the whole time," and the father said, "Look, everything I own is already yours." Uh-huh. But we're rejoicing, you know, for exactly. this uh, very lost sheep mentality. Uh-huh. I, I like to think of the thief on the cross. Okay, yeah. Uh, but, when we look into this justice and fairness, and, and comparing him maybe even to Judas. Yeah. Oh, yes. Who was by Jesus' side the whole time, the whole time. up until the very end. Yeah. And you flip-flop that with a guy who had lived a life unbeknownst to Jesus and unbeknownst to this blessing, mm-hmm. who at the very definition of the 11th hour, yeah. you know, said, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I believe. And so, you know, as, as he is escorted into heaven, you know, they ask, you know, how how'd that guy get here? And he's like, well, no. The, the, guy grace, the, yeah. the guy on the middle cross said I could come. The grace of God. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so there, there is a, uh, uh-huh. uh, there's a popular sermon that's it's an older sermon that's floating around. I believe it's um, Alistair Beggs, I believe is okay. the gentleman's name that delivered the sermon. Uh-huh. And he talks about that very, very thing. And, and he talks about, you know, everyone's surprised when the thief on the cross walks up to the pearly gates. Uh-huh. And he said, you know, how... How did you get here? You know, you didn't study. You didn't teach. You had no profession of faith. You weren't baptized. Yeah. You don't know any, anything about church doctrine. You don't uh-huh. have, you know, any. And he said, well, the, the guy on the middle cross said I could come. Right. And, and that, that's, a, you know, shows the boundless nature of God's grace. And honestly, that's the same answer that all of us can give. Yeah. 100%, regardless of at what point in our life we, we came to that mm-hmm. point. And that's one of the things. And, and that's something as um, as a church family is probably a good idea to be mindful of. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the, Absolutely. Just, maybe I've been here a couple of years longer than the, than the person that's coming fresh out of the water and right through the doors. And, and maybe, it's, uh, maybe it's my time to show a little mercy and a little bit of grace while they're learning uh-huh. versus uh, versus stack ourselves up differently and talk about fairness when I needed every bit of the grace that was given to both well, of us. Well, and I can't help but think about how somebody who's been rescued from from the depths oh, yeah. really just, I mean, they, they feel that rescue so much, sometimes so much more than 
someone who doesn't realize that they've been rescued the same way. Sure, sure. But yeah. it's just been it's been longer. I think our brains kind of I don't know become accustomed to where we sit. Yep. Yep. And that's that's unfortunate. It it, it is, and uh, mm-hmm. and that's a very good reminder. I, I definitely definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so if we go back to our first will be last, and last will be first. Um, Jesus teaches that principle throughout his ministry and his life. And um, one of the times that we see that is how he shows us that to get true power, you have to step down in love and serve. And I think that's a principle that he teaches us over and over again. And that really, I mean, that gets to the heart of this message that the first will be last and the last will be first. Right. And you're exactly right that that, uh, that condition, our non-conditionary mm-hmm. love, is shown through service. I mean, we saw mm-hmm. it with the, uh, the washing of the disciples' feet, uh, the gathering of the children, yes. where mm-hmm. we would go. And, and he always pointed out that, uh, and that's a good, it's probably a good lesson in, in fail-safe thinking mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. That uh, just don't, uh, don't just up and decide one day that you think you've got it all figured out or you think you know how it's mm-hmm. supposed to mm-hmm. operate or or uh, you've got it uh, figured out. The the same sermon that we were talking about earlier uh-huh. uh, also stated, and I really like this point, that anything to do with our salvation, once we put it in the first person, uh-huh. we've negated it. It's wrong at that point. Absolutely. Once we said, oh, I did, or I deserve, or I have become, uh-huh. then you've you've absolutely obliterated it that for the, the salvation, the mercy and grace of salvation exists in the third person. Because it's, it's all Because Jesus. of what he did, uh-huh. then I can have anything at all. Yes. Okay, so how do we take this principle and apply it to our lives today in today's society? So, <laughs> having younger children that live in my household, uh-huh. uh, one of my go-to phrases that has become my favorite is uh, "mind your own business." Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, we use that one in my house with adult children. <laughs> with adult so. children. Okay. <laughs> so, so I, I'm not saying that in, in a negative way, I, but I am, you know, uh-huh. actually saying it in the course of. What I get is what I get, and what I need is what I need, and and all these things are different throughout anybody, mm-hmm. and they're different within, uh, you know, my day to day life. The the grace that I need today may mm-hmm. look a little bit different than the grace that you need today, but yeah. we do know that it's both needed and it's both coming from the same place. Mm-hmm. So I I have no right or business in weighing myself or measuring myself against you. So as we're looking at how to apply this to our lives today. I'm thinking about, we're just going to go right back to children's ministry because that's, that's where I live. That's where, that's right. <laughs> that's where we live. And um, every time we teach a lesson in children's ministry, what's our takeaway? What is our gospel focus? What's the theme of every lesson we teach, whether we're in the Old Testament or the New Testament? Everything that we teach comes back to Jesus. Jesus. Jesus saves us. Mm -hmm. Jesus is life, and he loves us. And that's, you know what, that is where we get right back to with this lesson. Jesus is life, and he saves us. That's right. Because it's his grace that saves each and every one of us, not just the people who have spent their entire lives serving him, but everyone who accepts him as Lord. Yeah. Exactly. 
So it goes right back to children's ministry. So that's our uh, our take, our understanding, <laughs> and our our uh, compilation uh-huh. on the parable of the workers in the vineyard in uh, chapter twenty of Matthew. I uh, would love to, for you to go back and, and take a read. Like so many of our scriptures, uh-huh. uh, as you continue to read them through different stages and stations in your own life, they present different so meanings different. and findings and things like that. And so to uh, to really have a chance to take a, a deep dive uh-huh. into a short section uh, and just uh, glean from it what uh, what it actually says shows that that, uh, that abundant grace, that necessary, uh-huh. you know, life-affirming and giving grace that is uh, so really poured out on us all uh, had has had a place has a place mark just for me mm-hmm. absolutely and just once again to recommend both of these books they were except they are exceptional just getting a deep dive down into several of the parables and I think my favorite thing that um, I'm taking away from this you know I, I like the obscure statements or something like that mm-hmm. God's not fair God's not fair. God is not fair. God's not fair, and we like that. Absolutely. I, I, I for one, am oh very happy that God is not fair, that he yes. is just, but also merciful. So blessed <laughs> that God is not fair. That's fantastic. Well, uh, right. thanks for joining us uh-huh. today. Uh, we uh, hope you know, hope you, you have enjoyed this time, and, and we've brought a little bit of uh, a deeper understanding or, or want to, to jump in here and, and read for yourself. And uh, Would Don't. you like me to... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and don't forget to check out the next video in our parable series. There you go. And you want to end us in a prayer? Certainly, you bet. Father in heaven, I want to thank you for this wonderful day. I want to thank you for this uh, forever family that I've been blessed with and uh, and just... And all the wonderful things they brought into my life, and the abilities that we get to do this to uh, to spread your your word and your gospel and your message to as many people as possible, Lord, so that they may experience the very mercy and the very grace that have saved each and every one of us. Amen. Amen.